Thank you for pulling into the Hope Station. I am your host, Diane Bells. The Hope Station is a place to hear amazing interviews, great transformational stories, and learn about the power of faith and hope to change your life. A podcast that proves living purposefully is possible. Are you ready for your own transformational story? Do you want to turn a new chapter in your life or career? There's hope. Schedule a free consult call with me to stop feeling hopeless and gain the hope you need to have the life you deserve. Information of how to schedule that appointment is in the show notes. You can also connect with me through my website, Diane Bells, uh, D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z.com. Are you ready for another great interview? Hello and welcome to the Hope Station. My guest today is Heather Wanniger, and she is a photographer, a coach, and she has a story that she calls Sweet Lemonade, how she was able to turn lemons into lemonade, and she wants to share that story with us today. So, Heather, I am just interested just by by your title. I love lemonade. I love all (laughs) flowers, too. (laughs) And I love pictures. I love photography and all of that. I um, did buy a camera at one time and never really utilized it. And why today I was thinking about that walking on the beach, like what could I have done with that camera now that I live in Florida? Because there's just so many beautiful sunsets and beach scenes and just whatever. Oh, yeah. You were living the dream to be sitting to be enjoying the beach on 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 a Tuesday. Well, if I get up in the morning and I just feel like th- this is a good day to just yeah. walk through town and go to the to the beach, it gets gets me inspired. It just frees me up, frees up headspace. So yeah, I love that. Why, it's almost like it feels necessary. It's not like a mm. I don't know. It just feels like I I need to do that. Like I need to drink water. I need to walk. I need to just be. So that's yeah, that's a recharging station for me. I love that. So Heather, let's talk about your story of yeah. turning lemons into lemonade and how that happened. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm in, near Champaign, Illinois. I've been here all of my life. And um, at, after college, I have, well, during college, I found my husband. Uh, we got married shortly after. We've got three kids. And life was kind of steaming along for a little bit uh, in married life. And as time went on, it just got to be more rocky, more unknown. I really felt in most of my marriage, I felt like I was not worthy. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't capable enough. I mean, enter whatever negative thoughts there were. And those are everything that I had about myself personally. Um, Who am I to think that I could run a business? I couldn't do anything. I'm not smart enough. So in the midst of all that, choosing to listen to someone that wasn't pouring in positive to me that I thought, well, no, this is, this must be who I am right? I was just choosing to listen to the wrong person. And um, near the end, we'd been married about 10, 11 years or so. Um, he ended up having an affair and that was kind of like the last last nail in the coffin, right? And so then, you know, thought we'd try to work through it. It was very apparent that, you know, it, it takes two to make anything work. And as a parent, that was not going to be the case. So we started the divorce process. I was in court for 10 years. Oh. It was not something I would wish on anybody. <laughs> It Ten just years. So mm-hmm. as long as you were married, you spent time in court trying to yep. break the yep. marriage. Yep. Yep. There's crazy. Yeah. It, we spent five years when to get divorced. And then we had about a year reprieve. And then we spent another five years for, for other things. I'm like, can we just can we just move on? Like, what do we need to do? How can we wrap this up and put a little pretty bow on it? And so it it was a long process wow. and one where to be honest, I just continued to believe for a, a chunk of that time of that, well, it is, I'm I'm not worth marrying. What's wrong with me? I must be broken. I'm not good enough. And so through that whole process, lots of exploring, lots of trying to figure out who I am early on after he left that then I was like, well, what am I, what do I do now? Like I was a stay at home mom to three boys. I thought that's all I was ever going to do again. I, I love that. Like it's, I don't know if you have children, if it's the most exhausting, rewarding, most exciting, I'd never take it back for anything. And oh my goodness, like some days, right? Like the, 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 the truth, the truth around the, 
days are long and the years are short. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 That are young. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now mine are 21, 18 and 17. And so, you know, almost near empty nesting. I'm like, man, where did the time go? But when they were little, I'm like, well, now I'm a stay at home mom that, you know, gets to figure out what our next step is. What do we do? And I had a friend tell me that like, you need to take pictures. And I thought, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I had no, no tech, no education behind it. I have just always loved taking photos. And so always captured everything in my kids to their to chagrin. Honestly, they get annoyed with the camera. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll, 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 I'll try this. And this was a friend that actually was very new in my friendship. She was someone who saw my pictures from that I did. I did a, I created an album, a photo of our harvest for a friend, her, her friend's parents. So we farmed together. She saw the book and she'd messaged me and said, Hey, I'd like for you to take pictures. You know, I'd like to hire you to take pictures of my family. I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. But she's like, no, you've got a gift. I want you to take pictures. So she paid me $50. I got super excited. Like someone's paying me. This is awesome. And there was such a correlation early on of not believing someone would hand me money. Cause to me, giving me money was their belief that I was worth something. And I was still not believing that I was worth it. Right. How, why would anyone pay me to do something? And so she is the one that through the process saw in me and believed in me before I believed in myself. And she said, she's like, you need to do this. You you need to take, take pictures. And it was because of her encouragement that I sent out my first email to like 20 friends oh my goodness, I'm taking pictures. I'm charging $50 a session. It felt like the scariest thing I'd done up to that point in life. Like it's, it's crazy to look back now and realize how scared I was then. But I think that's the cool thing about in life when you follow your gifts, even if you don't know they're your your gifts at the time, but if you follow the urgings and the promptings that those scary things, that is what started this entire thing. And now to be in a position to help other photographers grow six figure businesses from the gal who didn't even think I was worthy of charging 50 bucks. Right. I'm like, okay, you know, God is good. And he's seen me through and he continues to put people in my life to encourage me and push me out of my comfort zone, which has happened over and over again. And so that's, that's where my business started. And so my business name is sweet lemonade photography. Cause literally life gave me a whole lot of lemons. And I'm like, you know what? We can look at it in two different ways, and I'm only going to look at it the positive. So we made sweet lemonade photography. That is an awesome story. What I love about it is, number one, that you had someone, as you said, God just plops these people sometimes into our life, and we're like, how do you get here and see something in you that Mm -hmm. might have seen, but they didn't realize that you had a gift? And that gift was worth sharing and that gift was worth charging for. And it, it, I I just, I love the connections because there's so much of that, that if you can speak into others' lives and as a coach, this is what I love to do most is speak into other people's lives and say, I see your value. Even if you can't see it yet, let's work through there. Yes. Also to see their giftedness that Mm -hmm. we're so often blind to it because it comes so naturally to us. It's just something that we do. Like you could pick up a camera and, you know, take wonderful pictures and I could p- pick up a camera and it would be out of focus. Like that's <laughs> not my gift, right? So I can be okay. And I'm going, I'm going to have a great picture of the beach today. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I was taking all these different angles of this sailboat that was out in the golf, but it's, such a blessing and you could see in your face so you had you had a hard road so i want to just go oh, back to yeah we or how did you allow someone to speak those lies into your life and what's mm. the, like broke that connection yeah to believe the lies yeah it's a good question i mean i i feel like so many times if we are not really in tune to where like our own beliefs and our own self-worth and where it comes from Mm -hmm. that when there's little doubts boy this there are certain people in life you know and personalities and things that it's like oh they're gonna hone in on that and they're not gonna they're just gonna take that what little was maybe a little crack and literally break you apart and that's what I felt it was just like a little seep you know it was just a little crack so just a little seep of negativity that kept going in there and at some point it just got bigger and bigger. And 
I just started to believe it. It was the, the slow fade, you know, or like that analogy about a frog in water, right? And yeah. well, if you put it in hot, it'll hop out. But if it, you know, slowly trimp the temperature one de degree at a time, you're not going to notice, you know, or even in the house, you know, if we turn the temperature up one degree at a time, we become a little bit more accustomed to it versus, okay, it's a hundred degrees outside. Now I'm just going to shut off the air conditioner. All of a sudden you're like, Whoa, what is happening? Right. Our logic then tells us this is nonsense. But to me, right. when it's little at a time, it, I can look back and realize that all of that was nonsense. What, what I was choosing to believe. But at the time I was just like, Oh, well, this is the person that I love. So he loves me. He would only speak truth. He would only speak kindness. And so if he's not speaking kindness, there must be something wrong with me. Right. And it was just, it was this, it was the slow fade of just starting to slowly accept that and, and have that believe at one point be what the identity I thought I had, I was. It is amazing that it, it is programming that we ha can have other people outside of ourselves programming us. Uh, I've been very guilty of programming myself, <laughs> putting fears <sighs> in there that it just didn't make sense. Like the, the, the things that you can, you know, program into your head and then the outside, whether it's the culture or outside influencers that come in and it might not be that they're telling you that there's something wrong with you, but they're telling you how wonderful they are and you don't seem to match up with who they are. So mm -hmm. you start winning yourself back. I'm going to use that phrase. You won. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that phrase. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, there is a season where I, it got really dark. Like, I mean, I, I was in a lot of depression. I did not understand. I just, I really questioned who I was and why I wasn't good enough. And so the first couple of years after we started the divorce process, I mean, it took all my energy to even just get my kids up and going to school. You know, I mean, there was a period where it wasn't just, oh, well, here's all the rainbows and we're going to take it. I mean, there was a, a transition to that. Right. And so that in that moment, and I think one thing that I would just love to share is that if someone's listening and they're in that moment right now to give yourself grace, mm -hmm. because I had probably about a good solid 18 months of get the kids to school. I, I could, I could fake being mom, right. Do all the things and get the lunches and make the breakfast, do all that stuff, get them to school. And I would lay in bed until I had to go get them again during in the afternoon. You know, fortunately I had a little bit of that flexibility early on to not have to work quite, you know, right out of the gate. And so I was home a lot. And actually that friend I was referring to you to, I actually just went to her house a couple of weeks ago and photographed their newest baby. And so they've, I've been photographing them for 12 years. Okay. And, she, and she said that day, she said, you know, Heather, she's like, I was, there was a time I was really worried about you. I'm like, really? She said, when I would come to your house middle of the day, you know, to drop something off or, or whatever. And she's like, and you're crawling out of bed. And I'm like, interesting. Cause I didn't think anyone else even noticed first of all. <laughs> But they did, and they were worried. And they and having that support system around you to make sure that you keep putting that one foot in front of the other is so important and so powerful. But if if someone's in that moment, just give yourself grace. The, the best thing I did was remove every responsibility I had except for taking care of my boys. They were my number one priority. It was taking care of me the best I could, but taking care of my boys were my priority. After that, I was on, you know, boards for nonprofits here in our town. I removed myself from the boards. I was on special event committees. I was on anything that I was giving of my time and energy that wasn't directly impacting my kids or myself. I said no. And saying no and walking away from that stuff was really difficult for me because it felt like I was perceiving as I was failing. Like I've given up on something that I said yes to and that didn't sit well with me. And yet it was the be best thing I could have done because I was able to have the energy to take care of, to take care of us. And so if someone's in that moment right now and you're feeling like, man, let me just tell you, cause there is so much goodness waiting for you. And it's just right on the other corner. So you're asking about like what, you know, what was it that, you know, kind of got me? What, what, how did I start winning myself back? And a lot of it was just doing the deep work. It's working with coaches, you know, like yourself and it's doing, you know, going to retreats and really doing that internal work that a lot of times you want to shy away from that you think topically, well, yeah, I know the answer to that. Yeah, we might, but if we dig even deeper, we start to uncover where the triggers are or what I thought might've been started here 
oh, if I look back, oh, there were actually some things, seasons, even a season or two earlier in life that started to, you know, change things in my perceptions and stuff like that. And so a lot of it was surrounding myself with the right people and going to the right places. Absolutely. Well, I love the, the thought of grace, Heather, because we expect ourselves to heal. So here's a breakdown of a marriage, a breakdown of what you believe to be true within that relationship. And then, you know, walk, walking this single mom type life. And this is, I think, where we, as, as women, women, <laughs> now, Here. I feel like it's almost, there's more pressure now than there was when my mom and my mother-in-law, you know, when they had children, it wasn't like competitive motherhood. Mm. It was, they, they were, they were stay at home moms and their main role was to take care of their kids, their husbands, their family, and that they both had great marriages. So I was blessed with that uh, exposure. And now it's like, you have to have, you have to have a, a, you know, a full-blown career. You have to be highly successful there. You have to have perfect children. You have to look perfect. <laughs> you have to have the perfect house. Like if people <laughs> came over, we were growing up with all of our kids. There was toys all over the place. There was stuff in it. Nobody Nobody cared because we were all in it together. Yeah. For now, I just feel like it's a little bit more isolated and they, you, they can't come into your space unless they see perfect. So for you to say yes to grace is that that is an amazing grace, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to say, I need to do this for myself. And even when we see people in that space, like what a wonderful friend that she knew it and was worried about you, but sometimes just saying, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on her, but I'm not going to almost pressure her at that point in mm -hmm. time. Yeah. So you're doing that for other people now. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I love that. Um, yeah. I've been coaching other photographers for about a year and a half and helping them grow their business. And, and what I love is it's so many times as creatives, we, I mean, I didn't, run my business profitably or properly for the first five years. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. And so there was that doubt and seated again, like, oh, great. Now, see, I didn't even know how to run a business. And I'm like, no, we're going to just flip the script. I didn't, I, I did the best with what I knew. Now I'm learning more. Now I get to make the business even stronger. And so now it's a multi six figure business. And now I get to help other women that are in the same boat of, I want to grow. I know this is a gift. I want to do it. I love it. I'm overwhelmed with the number of sessions I'm doing. I'm not making enough money. They don't realize until tax time what they're even making, right? Because as most creatives, we're not tracking that stuff because we just want to take the pretty pictures. So I love to be able to walk through them and just help them understand about the numbers, you know, in a way that's really common sense. It's something that's like, you know, there is no judgment because I was doing the same thing. Here, let me show you a better way to do it. And it gives them confidence to know that they're what they want to charge they truly are deserving of it because before they weren't even making as much as going to flip burgers. So to flip that and help them understand. And a lot of it is the mindset stuff, you know, and like I say, I mean, I've all these areas where people are struggling, you know, every, every circumstance is certainly unique and is going to be different for each person. And yet I'm totally relatable because I'm the person that has gone through the stuff and not known how to run a business and figuring it out and not knowing what to charge and now, you know, charging, and averaging $4,000 a session because I'm creating an experience for the people in front of my camera. It's not the pictures. I had a senior mom at, during a session. She stopped. She's like, I didn't, I knew I was hiring you to take pictures. She said, but I didn't realize that there was so much more to this. She said, every single person needs to get in front of your camera. She said, because look at what, how my girl's acting. Like within that hour, the transition from uncertain, scared. I don't know how to pose. Oh, I'm not like the other girls, you know, all these assumptions, right. And things that we've, that she's internalizing as a, as a high school kid to then relaxed and joy and laughing and capturing that. She's like, look at her confidence. She's like, you, you're, you did that. You know, I'm like, ah, it's a team effort. I'm like, she's, she's bringing it herself, but that's, what's so fun is to be able to bring, to empower the people in front of my camera to feel beautiful, worthy, and loved. And now I get the benefit and to be able to coach the people behind the camera to know that they are worthy, that they are confident, beautiful, and loved, and be able to do something around a business that can take care of themselves. It's not just a fun little hobby. You can make this a really successful business if this is what you want to do. And so being that person, like you said earlier, 
being that person that they you can see the gifts and the beauty and the talent in them to keep pushing them a little out of their uncomfort their out of their comfort zone until yeah. they start believing it. Well, how did you, you start it with a friend, you know, who's willing to pay you fifty dollars? Yeah. Then you emailed your other friends. <laughs> did, they, did they say yes or I did have a few say yes and I was just shocked. Like it was I was just flabbergasted. Anyone would do it. I'm like, and honestly, for probably the first three years, four years of taking pictures, at that point, I was even going beyond my my friends, the people that I knew particularly specifically. But I still in my head thought they're choosing me because they feel sorry for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Stop right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's an amazing thought that you would have. So yeah. How did you get out of that thought? <laughs> They're just, I'm sure that there are people on the other side who just say, I'm really not that good. They're just doing it because they know me. They feel sorry for me. They're desperate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, there was all those things. And I just, I really, I mean, aside from just continuing to keep going, I really don't know what the, what the switch was, but it was three or four years in the business. I still thought I'm like, they are, they're just feeling sorry for me. Well, yeah, but they're friends of my friend. They told my friend, like I had to get three removed of people Okay. before I truly <laughs> felt like, oh, so maybe what I'm doing is good. Like maybe it's not just that they feel sorry. It wasn't for, I mean, I got past friends and friends of friends. I still felt that way. But then I was like, oh my goodness, this person I didn't even know till they came and took pictures, referred me to someone else. Oh, maybe, maybe they actually do really like what I do, but it was a process for sure. Well, I think that that's a great testimony to stepping out of your comfort zone because it's easy to have people within your circle. And then you expanded the circle so far out that saying, well, they're paying me money and- <laughs> They must think that I'm worth what they're paying me yeah. and that I must be doing something worth being paid for. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great way to look at it. Let's just go out and, and find strangers. <laughs> <laughs> this is good because then there is sometimes there's more judgment when people know you. Mm -hmm. there, then if people don't know you, they're like, oh my gosh, Heather's wonderful because they don't know anything else but what you're showing up as that photographer. So yeah. what do you do differently to get people to sort of as that, you know, during that lady, young lady during her senior picture that she was, you could see the transformation from being uncomfortable to being at ease and comfortable and you sort of capturing her real essence. How are you I, able to I, do that? It's just, I come up, I, I mean, what you see is what you get with me. There is nothing put on. I mean, I, it is, I'm all about the fun. I'm all, I crank, we crank on music. We have a good time. I'll be like, I, there's one time that I'm like, I, so I share a lot of Instagram stories, like, so people can kind of see behind the scenes. Oh, we're at a session. We're doing this. And I'll share when like just silly things. So like one time I had this great idea that I was going to put this girl underneath this little waterfall. I bought this new umbrella. I'm like, this is going to be so cute. Go into the waterfall. She opened it up and started to put on and the water was so powerful. It busted it before I even took one picture. And I'm like, you know, in hindsight, that really wasn't a logical <laughs> choice, but I did it. And instead of like trying to show, you know, if, if I would have captured one picture, right, I could have showed that as this beautiful thing, but instead I'm showing the real, like, Hey, so here's the great idea I had. And let me show you, Hey, show them the umbrella. This did not work so well. You know, like, so I think the way I show up imperfect gives people the confidence to know that they can too. And I just know how words matter. And they mattered so much and they impacted me in such a negative way for so many years that anything that I share, nothing I'm going to say is going to be like fake, you know, it, it needs to come from the heart. Like, but if I see something, you know, like that's very personal to them, I will make sure to point that out. Or I'm like, oh yes. You know, like from, from little things of, oh my goodness. Okay. If I would have done that, I totally would have fallen right over that. You know, if they had, I'm walking on a balance beam or something. Right. And like, oh, I would have totally tripped over that, you know, good for you. Or, oh my goodness. I'm like, wait, I'm like, okay, just look at this picture. I'm like, look at your smile. I'm like, I, I said, this just seems like such joy. I'm like, you've got to see this. I'm like, 
and you know, and I'll, and I'll just kind of feed off of them and, and see what they, what they, if they like it or not. And a lot of times my favorite pictures of the girls are not their favorite. Cause it's like the crinkled nose or the, you know, like, cause you're getting them past the fakeness, right? They're right. just to- totally who they are. And even if they're like, Oh, I'm like, okay, you might not like it. I'm like, but guess what? I'm a mama and I know your mom's going to like this. I'm like, because I'm like, to me, I didn't even know you when you were five, but I see a glimpse of you as the child before you even cared about anybody else and what's going on in the world. And you just lived being you. I said, that's what I see in this picture. And that's what I love about it. Right. So it's like just ability to have conversations like that, that, you know, it's not about you need to be this perfect model ask, you know, blonde, skinny, you know, whatever the perception they think that has to be. I'm like, no, I just want to capture you having fun and enjoying. And, you know, there's ways to, you know, pose that's flattering or things like that. But it's like, to me, it's like, I just want to capture them who they are. And that's actually what I've had several girls tell me is that why they chose me. They're like, I still look like the person I am when you take pictures. And to me, I think that is a huge, I think there's a shift happening because for the girls to say, I value that I look like myself. And what I heard in that was, I'm choosing you to take my pictures because you're not trying to change me. You're not trying to make me something that I'm not slimming me down, doing all these things, right? It's like, no, I'm like, even, I mean, even if there's acne, I don't touch it unless I ask, you know, if, or if they, if they say something, you know, I'm like, Okay, so how would you like me to edit this? You know, typically they're just really, you know, simple and basic edits, you know, with some color correction and really making the pictures pop. You know, would you like me to do any extra, you know, skin smoothing or anything like that? Until we even have that conversation or they bring it up, like it's not even something on there. I'm like, I want to capture you who you are. And it's yeah, neat to see that so many kids. Right. Yeah. And it's neat to see that the kids are like, yeah, you know what? I'm done with this filter stuff. I just want some pictures of being me. Yeah, it's so weird when you see people who are filtering at all, all different ages. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what you get. But just think of the, the blessing that you're putting on someone of saying, you are beautiful. You, you are original. You are unique just the way you are. Mm-hmm. Because if we look back in time, how people thought beautiful looks was so different from you year to year. It was very sure. Well, I have yep. a friend of mine who says right body, wrong century. <laughs> I, like, I like that. <laughs> you know that, you know, like with the, your, the hair and whatever it is, it's just like, this is the best yep. joke. This, this is what yeah. I, I love that. And you can hear the joy in your, in your tone and just your, your, your giggles about laughing and enjoying that so much. Do you think that that is important? for creatives or for anyone into being business that there has to be some element of joy in their job. Otherwise doing, I, I was going to say, I think joy is very important. And I, I think sometimes people can confuse joy with extrovert or joy with over the top or things like that. I mean, you can be very successful in a business and be an introvert. You can be very successful in a business and be very quiet on the job. You don't have to come big and bold with music and ready to have a dance party like I am. And you can be just as successful. I think the joy it's, it's, it's deep down, you know, and there's seasons and it's ebbed and flowed for me, you know, but when I am in true joy, it's when I'm really centered about my purpose, when I'm centered about where my worth comes from being focused on God. I mean, for me, I have the three G's and that's, that's where, where it is. It's, it's with God, it's with giving and it's with gratitude. And that's where I find my joy. And when I can focus on, even if it's two minutes in the morning of thank you, God, for another day, I'm still looking forward to all the blessings that you're going to be able to provide me with and be able to shower with other people, right? Even just that little bit of moment and then giving to me, everything revolves around giving, whether it's giving of portrait sessions. Um, there was someone a couple of years ago that her, the mom hired me from, she they lived over out of state but they were coming to visit the grandma and they wanted pictures of the 14 year old daughter. And I, because I share, I'm open my website, my photography website. The first page is, Hey, life gave me lemons, turn into lemonade. Let me take capture pictures and keep capture your sweet moment. Right. So I don't go into details in it, but I'm telling people like, this is a little bit of my story. And she felt, she felt that it was a safe place. And she started sharing a little bit more about her, her, her daughter. 
She said, I, I really want some pictures. I'm celebrating the fact that she's still here because she committed, she tried to commit suicide last year. Mm, that is a celebration. And I thought, wow. And, you know, and she, she was ready to pay. She, I mean, she'd already had all the stuff. And, and I said, and I canceled the invoice. I said, no, I said, you know what? I said, I, I want to be able to take some pictures so you can celebrate that and just enjoy. And now I'm like, you do not need to pay me a dime. I said, we're going to go, we're going to have a lot of fun and we're just going to capture some pictures. And I delivered the images to her and the mom, she said, she's like, I see you captured the spark that had been missing in her. And so for so long, so you can see that's that. the, and that's the beauty we all have, regardless of what it is in our work or in our personal life, the gifts that we have, it's like, I've structured my business to be able to generate the revenue I need to be able to choose when I want to give. Right. right? So now I get to turn around and be like, no, I just, I just want to bless you. This, this is it. And so, um, you know, being able to give in any capacity, whether it's through church, whether it's through my sessions, things like that, generosity always comes back, you know, and it comes back in different ways. Um, I, my giving could have then turned into, I had my roof replaced and insurance covered it because of hail. And not only did they cover the roof, there was damage on the, on the two, the plywood underneath. It was a $40,000 job that cost me the deductible. Right now, some people are gonna be like, all right, you're, you're a little far-fetched. Like you give a thing and they get this, but I'm like, you know what? I truly believe you don't know where the, where your, the gifts that come back to you are going to come from or where they started. But I tell my boys, I'm like, you lead with a giving heart and a servant heart and it will. And, and my youngest, he's like, I don't understand this. Why am I, why am I giving money? <laughs> if I gave it, if I, if I kept it, I'd still have more. I'm like tough concept to get, but I'm telling you, just keep, keep practicing, keep throwing it out there. Um, so Yeah. So it's God, it's giving and then gratitude, just being, being grateful for everything that comes my way. And even in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the things that aren't going well, there's things to be grateful for. And so great, you know, I didn't hit this goal or, you know, gosh, I didn't get that job that I was hoping for, or, you know, something happened with the kids that, you know, really, you know, disappoint me. Well, what are, what are the blessings in it? Blessings are as I learned something in the process. Now I'm going to be more prepared for the next one. Right. Gosh, unfortunate that the boys and I, you know, had an argument and I didn't handle it well. I could sit there and feel negative and feel bad about myself. Or I could say, you know what? I can use it as a learning lesson. I'd get around and tell my boys, you know what? Mom didn't handle that very well. You know, I, I apologize. I, you know, that's not the the tone that I would have, you know, liked to have taken on my best day. I was in a mood. I'm just, you know, it's it not, it's an excuse, but that's what it was. I'd like to do better. Can we have that conversation again? Right. We get to be grateful for those things. Where's your fourth J? Why aren't you including that? Do or, what? Your fourth J. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love you it. Just gave grace. Yourself grace at the moment. Now, 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 now I got four G's. Next time I say it, we're, we're going four G's. Thanks to Diane. <laughs> and you're right. 5G. Well, it is uh, amazing when we can look at at the cycle. And I do believe in, I would, I would call, I used to call TC flight miracles. I thought they were really small. Maybe it should be no seamies that are out there. Like there's this oh, little bug that's trying to get up my nose while I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's so little, <laughs> like a little sesame seed. Flying uh, but when you can look and see the blessings and you can see that God has, has his hands in it, it's very different than just feeling like, oh, this is luck. Because luck is like a roll of the dice. But grace and the the giving that, that God pours out on us, and he loves a grateful giver, right? He doesn't want someone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, let me write the check. You know, he wants someone yep. that's giving with that heart, like you did with this young lady that you could see the emotion is still there. You, she gave you something mm -hmm. in that moment and that you were able to give to her as well. And that reciprocity is just so, so beautiful saying I'm, I'm giving, I'm grateful. It may makes all the difference in the world because there there's times there's dark seasons in your life is like, you have to sometimes dig. So mm -hmm. it's show me something show yeah. me something. and i've told this yeah. story 
before, after my husband died in September, in the first December, uh, I was doing a Christmas Eve dinner and it was a, a cloudy, cloudy day where the clouds just felt like they were like weighing down on me with mm. just trying to make a nice dinner for my sons and my um, granddaughters and some other of my family members came over and I'm listening to Laurel, Lauren Daigle and I'm saying, Lauren, like, just show me that, you, that you're there. Show me that you're there. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hearing this song, look up child. And I look up and there looked like a donut hole was cut out in the sky that I could see the blueness with all these clouds. And I just oh. still think of that and go, oh. it's immediate answered prayer. Oh, He's awesome. like, I'm here, I'm here. And as you said, it, it, these things that we try to almost, we don't want to walk through. We don't, who wants the pain? Who wants the grief? Who mm. wants a divorce? Who wants feeling bad about themselves? And in God's economy, he doesn't waste any of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He's using it for our good and his glory. And when you can just hear your story, you know that his hand was in there, even though it was difficult. You know, that free will and I'm not I'm not going to be a controlling God. I'm not. It's not a helicopter God. (laughs) Rolling over you, making sure, you know, this is this is how you learn. This is how your children learn. This is how he teaches his children. So how are you teaching your your clients to step into that space of do you ask them to do the same thing, you know, being giving and having gratitude and teaching them the power of grace as well? Yeah. Yep. And and we've got, you know, other other seasons as far as like even like from a financial standpoint, the things that, you know, wh- what are the things that got me there? And, you know, one of them is faith. Right. And so, I mean, I, in, in my circle, most people that I coach, you know, have, you know, believe in God, have some sort of, um, you know, Christian or otherwise. Right. Um, but there, there's a faith or a belief that there's a higher power and some don't, and it's not something that I like, I push on them, but I'm certainly not hiding it. And so, you know, we talk about those things and it is, it's a, a lot of it is there's, there's very action oriented steps in the photography of, okay, here's how you're going to change your pricing. Here's the things to make, you know, your website be more attractive to the high end clients, all those types of things. But then a lot of it is around the mindset and it's having conversations, having them just talk and hear what it is they're saying. Right. Cause, and even in their language, like you said, you're like, I can tell when I started talking that you could tell how, oh, you can tell that you enjoy this. Like you get animated. I'm, I'm watching those things too, whether positive or negative, how they're shifting. And then, well, okay. So tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean? You know, and it's, it's that if I can, you know, unlock one little, one little box, one little compartment of, oh my goodness, like one change can literally shift so much for someone. And so I like to be that person that can be that, that person that can believe in them when they don't believe themselves. You know, one of my students that just finished up, she said, she's like, I really like that. You don't let me stay in my comfort zone. She said, you push and not, you don't shove me off the edge. She's (laughs) like, but, but you're going to make sure I'm not back and far away. You know, she's like, okay, great. She's like, I remember when I said, I said, she set a goal for something. I'm like, okay, awesome. Great. Now double it, you know? And she's like, what am I? Yep that's what you're going to do, you know? And, and she hit them like she hit the goals. And so really cool to push someone and make them stretch and think, dream a little bit bigger, see them achieve it. And now she's like, I want more. I'm raising him again. I'm like, absolutely. Let's go for it. So it's, it's really cool to be able to see from the mindset. And we do a monthly mindset call too, in addition to everything that happens through our regular calls, but yeah, the mindset is a big piece. And I don't think that too many people realize it until they start exploring it themselves. Because mm-hmm. as we said in the beginning, there are people who are speaking into you about the things that are lies that aren't truths. And then you're you're sort of double down, downing on it and saying, okay, they said it, it must be true. And just to listen to yourself and what you say about yourself every day is so powerful. And that mindset mm-hmm. shift. So is there any, you know, tips if you're stuck in that almost, uh, well, I don't know why I use the word escape room when you're talking about me a long hot one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, here's another clue. It, it really <laughs> does feel like there's an escape room you're trying to get out of with the mindset yeah. because there's so many different layers and it's according, you know, how long you've been programming 
or the yeah. world or people in your life have been programming you. So what are some things that you offer to say, here's a first step or, or just a tip of how to really look to adjust that mindset? Yeah. One of them is, one of them is, is, is mindset. It's the, you know, having a mantra that you read every day or having, you know, I am statements and, you know, I'm like, I know you might think this sounds crazy. I am abundant. I am worthy. You know, whatever it is that they feel like struggling with, we'll come up with a whole list. Like every morning, I just want you to read those. And I, my boys, fun example, because there's a moment, a time when I'm like, man, I'm just not feeling it myself. Like I could tell, I could feel myself kind of wanting to go a little bit more negative about things. I'm like, no. So I set an alarm for every hour on my phone for 12 hours a day. And every time that alarm went off, they were all, they all said something else. I am amazing. I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am, you know, and kept going down the list. And my boys, like, finally, they're like, what is going on? I'm like, these are my alarms to remind myself of how amazing I am. And they're like, oh, for crying out loud. Like, they're like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I know. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to. I said, but this is my thing and I'm going to do it. And so then as it rang, they're like, oh, timer's going off. And I'm like, Jake, I am a wonderful mother. And it's like, yeah. And then the coolest thing happened is a couple of days later, we're, I'm still doing this. I did this for seven days, every single hour. And by the end of the week, the t- they'd hear the alarm and Jake's like, hey, you're awesome, mom. I'm like, thank you so much. I received that compliment. <laughs> this is so great. It means a lot. So it was, talk about programming, right? Within a week's time, I had programmed my boys to tell me kind things. I'm like, we we should maybe do this a little more often because it's not very often my three teen boys are going to just, you know, give something so freely and generously like that about me. That is just such a great idea, and I've heard it before. And I and I'm going to I'm going to take that idea and do that over the next. I'm going to do 30 days because I'm working on a project for 30 days. But there is I love it something when you can start speaking into yourself what you want to believe. And I like how you said it too that you're believing, and then sometimes before they believe in themselves, just like your friend did for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I love that there is people in our life who are helping us get to that next level by, you know, believing in us, pushing us, you know, not yeah. us slip backwards, you know, checking in on us, uh, stretching us, making us feel like things are possible when we can't see it. And someone said, you know, borrow my beliefs. I've said that to some, you know, borrow that I'm believing in you right now. And uh, someone else I heard is faith it until you make it. Instead of fake it, you make it faith it. Just have faith that something else that's going on there that you can continue to walk into that purpose, walk into those gifts and talents. Because I am a big believer And when we're using our gifts, our talents, our strengths, what God has uniquely wired us for, it makes an amazing difference in our life than when we're doing things that we're not built for. Mm -hmm. It's like if I'm trying to, I'm I'm thinking of a camera analogy and something isn't coming. We're using the camera for something different than it was intended for, right? So you're using it as a microscope. Let's just go back. Yeah. (laughs) it doesn't have the same zoom qualities <laughs> and it's not a telescope. It's similar, right? You can zoom in, zoom out, but it's not going to zoom in to nano, you know, little particles and it's not going to, you know, be the Hubble telescope. And we try to do that. And then we end up being frustrated. We end up feeling that we're not good enough. No, you are good enough. Mm-hmm. You're just not finding that thing that you are good, that you could be great, not even good enough. I think we settle for good too often mm-hmm. and to speak into those talents. So when did you discover your, your talent for photography or that you did have a gift? You had different kind of sight to see things that maybe others didn't. I've always loved taking pictures. I mean, I actually found a picture not that long ago of a little 110 camera I had around my neck when I went to California with my family when I was probably six. Um, And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I've always loved it. So I've always had that excitement and for it. It was honestly probably not even just five years ago that I was like, oh, I have a gift in this. 
you know, I, I spent a lot of years loving it, but not understanding that it was. And it's not the, the, the cool thing is, is like, it's not the camera. I, I think where the shift happened for me was I've always loved taking pictures, but within the last five or six years, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like this is, it's kind of like my mission field, right? How can I pour into and make sure that everybody I encounter can feel beautiful, worthy, and loved and know that they're meant for more. It just happens to be that the camera is my tool. And when that shifted, I'm like, yes, now let's go, go do some things, you know, and now with the coaching, now it's leveling up even more, you know, now I get to, uh, I'm still doing photography as well and, and taking pictures, which impacts that one person, you know, in front of the camera. Now I get to impact one person behind the camera, but it's such a ripple effect because it's not just that one person. Now they can become more confident of what they're doing, know that they're impacting the people in front of their camera, knowing that they're impacting their entire family. There's one gal, she'd been photographing for 30 years and was not even, it was barely profitable. And now she's the point. She's like, Heather, I now have money left over to think about putting away for later. She'd never had that. So to know that it's changing, you know, not just the people that they're taking pictures of, but their financial status and helping, you know, one conversation changed her husband, another gal's husband's business. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, well, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Cause he hopped on the call. I'm like, well, let's talk about this. How's this working in your business? Well, how did you grow up? What was your mindset about money? How did you, how was your, how did you live? And all of a sudden these dots were connecting. And in the next three jobs that he did, he did um, kitchen construction, like remodels. Okay. And in the next three jobs generated an additional $50,000 for his family from that conversation that I had. And I'm like, that is so powerful. So exciting. I'm like, my, I I can do this. I'm like, man, okay, this is great. You know? So it's like, we keep leveling up how we can impact people. And I think it's just over time of taking action that I now believe and I'm leaning into more and more of, okay, God, yep. It's, it's to be able to serve. How do, how do I serve? How do I impact people coming on podcasts? You know, one part more person can hear and be inspired by my story. Yes. Awesome. Now they can go out and multiply it too. There is so much truth in all of that because we never understand there's a ripple effect, but there is whenever you change just physics, you know, when, when you, when the, when there's momentum that starts going, it's almost, it's, it becomes unstoppable. So if you're changing, naturally someone's going to have to change because they're like, wait a minute, what I was doing before yes. used to work and now it's not working. So I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to do something different because I can't do what I've always done because now circumstances have changed or a person has changed or you've changed your job or whatever. So where did you discover that money mindset was such a powerful challenge for people, I guess? Because it was for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. The things I teach on tend to be close to home. So (laughs) yeah, because I, I was, you know, most of the marriage we, I, we, I got whatever we needed, right? I used the credit card, but it wasn't a responsibility that I had to manage the money. I didn't know at some point then it was, you know, I'm like, let me learn more, let me help. And I was met with resistance on, you know, even being able to manage it because I wasn't capable. And so within all of that, I, I think there's, there was mindsets around, you know, well, I'm not able to manage money. So maybe money shouldn't come to me because I can't, handle it, quote unquote, right, or properly, right? There's, there's my own personal judgments on myself around that. Um, some experiences, e- even though I know there are a lot of, of amazing people in the world that when they, it can be a misconception that, well, I, money maybe shouldn't come to me because money can make people evil. I don't believe that at all. Money is just going to magnify who you are. There's right. lots of great people that are incredibly generous with their money and can continue to do more generosity because they're making more. Some, you know, experiences that I've had were just the complete opposite with people where I saw, oh my goodness, the more money they like, I don't want to be like that person. Right. And so I think there was a little bit of that too. Like I, I, I saw both sides 
people that generate a lot of money with generosity. I also saw the negative side of it. And so which one was I gravitating to? My mind was, oh, well, this is it, you know? And so I think there's a little bit of what will happen if I have money. I still want to be the kind, loving person that I am. Right. And so it's, it's doing work like that. Like I know money will not change me. Money will be able to allow me to empower and make more change in the world for the better. And so one of the things that, you know, if, if I find that I'm kind of getting in that, you know, line of thinking, it's like, you know what, what would I like to do? What's my big vision? What kind of foundation would, you know, I mean, these are questions that I'd ask my student, what kind of foundation would you want to start? What kind of, you know, improvement in the world would you like to see making? You know, if all the money, if you could donate all the money in the world, what would you do? And you can see people are passionate about certain things. I have an organization here in town that um, provides an island to safety for kids 24 seven. I do a lot of volunteer work with that. Man, how cool to be able to create a whole nother building for that com- for that organization to then expand the, the age of kids that they can take care of, the number of kids, right? Awesome. So maybe that's the mission I'm going for. Well, guess what? I can't create that and make that happen if I'm repelling the money. So we get to just switch it. You know, it's what what the more I bring in, the more good I can create. And I think that's one thing that, you know, is, has helped me along with just, you know, just knowing that I'm worthy of it. I, I have things that I really want to do in my life with my kids, with my, you know, long-term future and all that. And I deserve it. And so I'm going to go out and create it. And I think that's what I've realized is I'm like, oh my goodness, like I can just create money. Like it felt like it was a hard thing for so long. Like it has to be hard. It has to be difficult. It has to be, you know, you got to really work and give everything blood, sweat, and tears. Because to me, I equated that with, well, then I've earned it. Right. And I'm like, oh, what I've realized, the more fun I have, the easier the money comes and I can just create it. And so there's been a lot of shifts lately. Well, I I love to hear that because when you look at different movies, how often the rich people are the villains. Oh, mm -hmm. more times than not, they're they're the villains. There's someone behind it. They're greedy. They're they're nasty. They're not showing people who are making money and are altruistic and they're, they're giving and they're, and so many of them are doing it behind the scenes that some of these rich millionaire people, you don't even know that they are because they're not living this awesome mm-hmm. lifestyle that they have to have the, the big fancy cars and the big fancy homes and, you know, designer everything. They're living a very different kind of life and they're just making choices to say, I can have, wealth and that wealth then as you said i'm going to be giving it to other people i get to make a different kind of impact because making money is fun so what are some of your money mantras (laughs) yeah (laughs) that that i i just welcome money i welcome the abundance i mean those are those are things that i say making money is fun um you know it's it really is when I can get in the mindset of just like, oh my goodness, what's next? This is exciting. I think following your passions, following what excites you, because whatever is exciting to you, you're going to attract people that are excited about the same thing. They're going to want more of that. They're going to want a piece of this. I mean, I'm taking a group to Morocco. That's how I, that's how I generated some money. I literally, I, it was going to be a photography retreat. And then I had other friends and people that I don't even know that they're like, well, oh, that sounds fun. Does it have to be just photographers? I'm like, no, not necessarily. You want to come? Like, yes. So we have a group of 20 people that are going to Morocco in September. And it was actually one of my students, my past students who started organizing it. I'm like, Hey, I love to travel. You want to, you want to do this together? And she's like, sure. So we're taking a group over and I've got a group that's going to, to Costa Rica in February to do a retreat. It's a photography retreat where it is a lot of relaxing, a lot of enjoying a lot of, so we've got a private chef that's coming to our place. We've got, uh, we're taking a boat to Monkey Island, going zip lining, and we have business with breakfast and we have fireside chats. Like there's education, but it's bite-sized nuggets of education. I really want people to, to, to learn to slow down, to relax and enjoy. Because every time when I have slowed down and removed things from my business or taken tasks off my plate or been like, you know what? I don't think that's the direction for me. I think I'm just only going to do this. At the time, it's scary because I'm taking off. I'm saying no, no thank you to revenue over in this section because I feel like my heart's not there and it's changed over time, right? And I'm like, I don't think that's serving me anymore. Mm-hmm. I think my, my mission is to be here. So I'm saying no to this income 
but it opens up that mindset, the space, the freedom to be able to play a little bit more. And what do you know if it doesn't just multiply in this new space? And so I, that's really where I think a lot of people can get hung up and we, we've got to work hard. We got to do all kinds of things and work 24 seven. And don't, I mean, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'd be lying if I said it, there are days I'm not working like that. Like there are seasons where I'm like, okay, go get it. We've got this three weeks that we've got this big thing. Right. But then I slow down. Like my best thinking, my best ideas, my best, whatever comes from my hot tub time in the morning. Like I'll sit there and it's like, just let everything go. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we can do this. And I have this whole new great idea. Right. And so I think we do ourselves a disservice if we are in the busy, busy mindset of constantly going. And so that's really what the retreats and the adventures we're going on is I want them to know you're going to learn. There's going to be education. You're going to be around the people that you want to be around because they're all wanting to level up. They have that new, that fresh mindset that we want to go from 50,000 to 150,000. We want to go from 100,000 to 500,000. They're all growth minded. There's value in just being around those kind of people. People, exactly. Yeah. And I just want them to be, I just want you to learn. I just want you to learn to relax. And and there's a lot of people that as I tell about, they're like, well, but what's it? I mean, what are we learning? What, what's the education? I'm like, fireside chats and bite-sized nuggets of breakfast. You know, they're looking for this big concept, this big takeaway. And I'm like, your big takeaways are going to be found in a split second of a moment with a con- with one conversation. And that will train transfer everything, translate everything in your life. Um, but it's a, it's a different way of thinking, right? Because we're like, well, let's find the tool, the source, whatever that's going to fix, improve, change for the better. Sometimes it's just slowing down. And I've seen that over and over. And so that's really what I'm trying to help my students practice. And I think it's, it's an absolute truth when you look at it. You know, I had a, a busy career as an executive and after a while, just having more and more stress and it, it, the, the fun started being eliminated. You know, I mm. even remember, are we still laughing? Is <laughs> 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 this where I really want to be? And you could feel like it's almost like your brain is so occupied with all these, at times, fake emergencies or these urgencies that aren't necessary. And then we're in this fight or flight survival mode all the time. That it's like, I'm too busy trying to keep you alive here <laughs> yeah. with any great ideas so you can live, you know, <laughs> it's just like a very different mindset. And I, and I love that idea because you, you sparked an image of a retreat that I wanted to have like 16 years ago. I have the name for it and everything. So <sighs> I think there is so much value. We want quick fixes. Mm. We want tell me this, we want all the keys on one ring and you label every single key, yeah. unlock every single problem and challenge <laughs> you have. And we think that's what we want. But we want easy because we're, we're naturally lazy. That's part <laughs> of just reserving energy. We want it easy so we can go back and get comfortable and safe again. And as you're the whole journey describes Heather. It was the hard parts that were the lessons. Mm. You didn't have those hard parts yourself, and having those lessons yourself, how difficult would it have been to convince your your you know students? This is a process. You're going to learn. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. You're going to fail. You're going to succeed. Where they want, I I wanted all you know the yellow brick road. It's all perfect. It's all easy. It's all right, right to that pot of gold at the end of it or whatever it is, yeah. where I I agree. It's those little moments, those aha moments that you're like, that's what I needed to do here. That was the key. So I have a little key. Okay. Yes. Put that little key or unlock. And then that trickle down effect. But isn't there something different? Like when you, I don't want to say earn it, but I'm going to use that word. When you earn it, rather than when it's given to you, whether it's money or it's fame or any, no matter what it is, if there is something to say, I learned how to do this, or I earned through the hard work or whatever to, to do this, it sort of gets more solid within us than if it's just constantly spoon fed to us that we never had a struggle. Oh, sure. What do we really learn from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I would totally agree. I mean, because for the most part, up until that point in my life, 
I was going to say life was great. Wait, my dad, he, my dad did die when I was in high school and that was certainly a traumatic thing. We right. grew up on the farm. He was electrocuted on grain bins. Ooh. That was a, you know, the before and after right of, of life. And so there was a lot of things in that, that were hard, but yet there was a lot of goodness in it too, because he, he died loving all of us, you know, like, I mean, it wasn't that he, I think that's where the divorce and marriage, my mom, my mom has talked about that, you know, she, her losing her husband versus me, you know, being divorced. She's like, Heather, I think your situation with divorce is even harder. She said, your dad, he died loving me. We did make it till death do us part. You know, there's that beauty in that. And so while there was a lot of unfortunate and things that we wish that he could have been around for another 50 years to enjoy all these things, we kind of had that as like peace around it. Right. And then divorce, it's like, gosh, he chose that this was not the life that we were gonna have. Right. So there's, there was a different feeling around it, a feeling left of devoid of, of, you know, being neglected, things like that, that would kind of go into it. And so up until that, it was like, even with my dad having lost him early, I'm like, life was great. Life was easy, breezy, everything all the way through. I took it. I took for granted so many things, college life, earning a full ride to it, scholarship tuition based because of my dad being in the military. Like I took that for granted. Didn't have to work for, you know, like I came out debt free. There's all these great things. And then this happened and it was, there are so many lessons I learned about myself, about what I was capable of doing, learning the things that I didn't know how to do, just taking it one step at a time, one book at a time, one coach at a time. You know, now I'm like, I look back, I'm like, man, like I've created all these things. I've got a podcast. I've got a, you know, um, coaching program. I help, I help other photographers. I'm a photographer doing all these amazing things. There's all kinds of other new things that are coming up. I've got the podcast, all stuff. I'm like, wow. And just take one of those. Okay. Podcast. All right. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Well, grab a mic and start talking. Great. Step one done. Okay. Now step two. Now let me figure out where to even put it. Right. If sometimes I think we can get so stuck on because we see someone else's progress that's been doing, they've been doing it for five years and we might want to be like them. And I've been guilty of that too. Like, well, oh, they're yes. so polished. Like I, that's what I want to do. Well, guess what? Until I do it unpolished the first time and make all the mistakes, I'm not going to get there. And so I think I've, I've given myself more grace in just showing up imperfectly learning. And then every time, great. Now I can add one more step. Now I can add one more thing. Ooh, now I've got, you know, a pretty, you know, cover photo for it. Now I've got this. Now we have intro, like all these things we keep expanding on. Right. If I would have thought to do all of that, try to do all of that on the very first one, guess what? I'd never get off the starting blocks. I'd still be thinking about it <laughs> a year later. So I think that goes for anything in life and what you're wanting to do. Well, progress start. Over, per over perfection is what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's just uh, an amazing journey that you go through. But when we're trying to, and that's with the comparison, and I've been there and I've done that and say, wait a minute, I have a whole different style when I'm interviewing conversation. I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that I get like the first glimpse of someone's really good story. <laughs> like I got this cute ahead of time. And I'm not gossipy, but I've always been just curious about people's stories. Like, I think they're amazing. And at times we can't step back and see that we have lived an amazing life. We did mm -hmm. amazing things because we are comparing it to someone five years or 50,000 more followers or whatever that comparison you're using but you don't realize that you're someone else's after picture. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yes. Be like Heather. That's yeah. And you're going, but I want to be like this yeah. other person who has something much bigger, but that's okay. Rather than be a comparison, it's almost like a challenge for us to say, if they can do it, I can do it. If Heather had all these challenges, if she was in the depths of darkness, if she wasn't feeling worthy and loved, and now not only is she successful in her life and I'm feeling like it's a holistic success because mm -hmm. money's coming in. You have wonderful sons that are willing to tell you you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you had a sort of program. That <laughs> but now you're speaking that same 
life into other people. So when you're success breeds success. And when you take those measurements off for a little bit and say, I'm just going to enjoy this journey because I'm mm-hmm. learning so much. Um, I'm failing so much. Yeah. <laughs> how to be okay in doing it wrong so I can learn how to do it right. There's just so many blessings in there. And I think you're a perfect example of that. A perfect example of someone who is feeling pretty hopeless with your lemons and decided I am going to make sweet lemonade, not just you, you bet. Not just the regular kind. It's extra sweet. sweet lemonade. Oh my gosh. This was a beautiful story and a journey. So just give me information of how people can get in contact with you. If they're looking to grow their photography business, they're looking yeah. for some adventures. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that you're coming to the right spot if that's what you want to do for sure. Yeah. So, um, my, my website is sweetlemonadephotography.com. That's probably going to be the quickest and easiest way to be able to access from taking pictures. If you guys, no matter where you're at, I will travel anywhere for taking pictures. If that interests you, if it's from a co- coaching side to grow the photography business and yeah, adventures, there are adventures that are specifically for photographers and there's other ones that are going to be for anybody. And there's a couple openings uh, for Morocco in September. So, you know, could join, join all the fun and adventure right away. <laughs> That, that is awesome because I think even being with people who are creative like that, to me, photography, we could have 17 cameras pointing at the same, the same thing and we're going to get a different perspective from the yeah. person behind it and what they're focusing on, on how they're focusing on what's in front of it, them. And that's the same way with life, right? We can either have, you know, we can, we can have it out of focus. We're not clear. But then we can have it really sharp and we know where we're going and what we want to pinpoint and look at. And there's other times that we just have to change it just a little bit. And we're seeing mm-hmm. something very different of possibilities mm-hmm. of what things could be. So this was awesome. I want to thank you so much for joining me and just giving me a joyful afternoon. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Wasn't that a great episode? My hope is that this episode brought you hope. Do you want to be a hope giver? I hope so. And how you can do that is to share this podcast, post the episode on social media, write a review or rate the podcast. This helps engagement and boosts the podcast out to other listeners in need of hope. So thank you. Thank you for participating. Thank you for helping. Thank you for being a valued listener. And my hope is that you have a great week.